Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. A couple quick announcements, reminders, or Julie and I do what we always do, which is pester you guys to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. Number one, do not forget that we are in the midst of the final month of the 2017 TFW, which stands for Total Effing War. And by that we mean we need you to have total and complete focus this time of year and not allow yourself to be lulled into complacency. And the rules for that or you should be focusing all your best energies on what we're calling the 10-10 challenge. Ten new listings and losing 10 pounds adjust accordingly. Now, if you're listening to us in the first, uh, for the first time today on the podcast, you're about two months behind, you can go to timandjulieharris.com and just put in the word mastermind, and you'll find, the past, uh, you'll find the past masterminds we've been doing every Friday for those who helped to make our book the number one international bestseller that it is. We did that as a way of saying thank you. That's where we go into a great bit of detail about the uh, Q4 1010 challenge. But a quick reminder for everyone, whether or not you're participating in the 1010 challenge or not, is this is going to be a great week for expired. It's the last day, first day, right? Last day of the month, first day of the month. It's happening this week. And the time, this time of year, as we've been kind of, you know, letting you guys know with as much aggression as we possibly can for the past 60 days, this time of year is the best time of year to go after business because all your competing agents are asleep. They're already basically still uh, recovering from their, uh, Julie, what's it called, the turkey stuff when you eat too much turkey? What's that called? Tryptophan. They're on their tryptophan highs. That's right. (laughs) They're on their tryptophan comas, and they're not calling the expireds. So the expireds are going to be fantastic. Make sure you're going after them. If you've never called expireds, hey, guys, guess what? It's all about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You're not going – all your fears, all your interpretations, all your concerns you have about actually doing the real work in real estate, picking up the phone, and generating leads yourself, this is a great time of year to get started on that because all these agents who are normally going to be calling in the spring, all the agents who come out of the woodwork every spring trying to get their three or four deals and they go back in the woodwork after they've got them in the contract, all those agents now are decorating their Christmas trees and what have you. So you can use this time of year to really supercharge your next year. That's the whole point of the TFW 1010 Challenge. Uh, So remember, this week is going to be the change of the month. The first day, last day are typically the best days to go after expireds. Um, You guys should know a ton about that. And if you don't, uh, we have never done a real in-depth drill down about going into expireds on this podcast. We've only got a half hour every day. But we've done many, many shows about how to uh, solicit expireds uh, in a very efficient, ethical, and in a way that, generally speaking, results in very little rejection because of the simple fact that you're using a modern script and a modern technique that is very, for the most part, receptive to sellers who are, you know, feeling the disappointment of not having their house sell. So go to our podcast and listen to our past shows, timandjulieharris.com. Click on the podcast link at the top and just consume as much as you want. Just put in the search bar, uh, expired. You can also go to uh, iTunes or Stitcher, and I think the show is 
actually published on probably about 15 different websites now. So we receive a lot of great emails from you guys, many of which we don't read or we don't share because they're too personal. We get a lot of things like that because the nature of what we do, a lot of uh, you know success has to do with basically the intermingling of your business and personal lives. And when these emails and other things we get from you guys are a little bit too intermingled, we just don't feel comfortable sharing them. But we did get a great email from a long-time listener, which Julie's going to read. And this has uh, actually inspired us for the rest of the week after today's show. We're finishing up the Napoleon Hill points today. But the uh, show for the rest of the week, at least the next couple of days, is going to be on the topic that was inspired that, by this email. Julie? All right, and I believe that – I hope that I say his last name correctly. I believe this is from Mark Schlechty. Sorry if that's not exactly right. Mark writes, Dear Tim and Julie, hello, my name is Mark. I am in my mid-50s and got my real estate license in May 2007. Since being licensed, I have not worked in real estate in a full-time capacity and currently do not practice real estate at all. I am retired from the military, and by the way, thank you for your service. I am retired from the military, from the military and receive a small disability retirement check monthly. I work full-time in the cellular industry and want to leave this field for a full-time career in real estate. With my retirement pay and my take-home pay from my full-time cellular job, I make just enough to pay my mortgage, car, insurances, and all other basic bills for the month. There is not much, if any, income left over at the end of the month. I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now, and something that Tim says quite often keeps popping up in my head every time I'm at my retail cellular job. Quote, you only live once, and then we're dead for a real long time. I am not living up to my full potential and would love to receive your guidance or roadmap as to transitioning from cellular, which is my full-time, to real estate full-time. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to your reply. Sincerely, Mark Schlechty. Back to so, you. Mark, we're going to talk about that for the next couple days, starting tomorrow, and we're going to go over all the steps you can do uh, to basically transition from one to the other. And the quote is, which you got really close, was you only live once, but you're dead a real long time. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's really the bottom line. So next time you guys are trying to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to allow fear to defeat you, uh, fear of you know picking up the fear, phone, fear of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, fear of just all these other types of things that are deeply wired into our brains, remember that quote, it works for me, it works for my wonderful wife, it'll work for you. Because you're reminding yourself constantly that we don't have a never – there's not an endless supply of time. Um, so, you know, Julie, I was about to talk about what we were talking about this morning as far as the new chapter for the book, but I'll hold off on that. We could talk about that maybe on next we'll week's podcast. Yep. Yeah, we're framing out the new book that you guys have requested. The book is really going to be a drill down on, and this isn't going to be the, this is kind of the working title between Julie and I, but it's called, uh, basically it's going to be Harris Rules, and the book is going to be building up where the last book left off, but it's going to be more of a drill down on what keeps you poor. And we're going to be uh, as direct, surprise, surprise, and fluff-free as possible to help you guys cut through all the BS, most of which uh, we have helped others deal with for the past you know, couple decades as we've been coaching folks. Because it is incredibly fascinating to Julie and I how many little psycho – well, here's, here's how I set up the question when I was asking Julie, right? So I said, Julie, why is it today in our society – and Julie, don't worry. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole too far, okay? Mm-hmm. So why is it today in our society – we can talk endlessly about things that were never never discussed even 10 years ago. Different forms of sexuality, different forms of gender, different for I mean look on look on TV. It is a never-ending barrage 
of topics that back, let's just say maybe, well, maybe not 10 years, but let's say back in the 80s and the 90s would never have been discussed, especially on national TV, right? I'm not judging or saying it's good or bad. It just is what it is. And then you turn on, you know, you flip channels and you're going to see what? A never-ending barrage of things on food, on things on dating, on things on weight loss, on things on just all kinds of, you know, addiction. There's like two or three channels now that are just dedicated to addiction. I mean, guys, every single even marginally taboo or off-limits conversation now is mainstream. Everything is on the table. If you think about it, there's nothing that people won't talk about. You can right now have a conversation with your grandma about things that, you know, like I said, not so long ago would have, you know, ended up with you getting hit aside the head with her with, with her cane. You guys get the idea? So, not judging. I'm really not. It is what it is. But here's the thing that was fascinating to me, at least, and I've been thinking about this as Julie and I are working on the new book. Everything is readily discussed in society except one thing. I mean, people will debate religion. People will debate you know, skin color. People will debate everything except one thing. There's one thing that is still, for some reason, a social taboo. And I honestly don't understand, but that's what our book's going to be, all, be about. And that one thing is money. People will not talk about money. No, I'm not talking about the YouTube millionaires doing their videos driving their Bentleys. I'm not talking about Kim Kardashian. And I'm not talking about that, the sort of the glamorification, I just made that word up, of sort of this, you know, materialistic, whatever, whatever. I'm not talking about that. Why is it that in polite society, over your past, at Thanksgiving, you guys were talking about politics and transgender sexual reassignments and all these things, you know, food and just religion and all that, but nobody wants to talk about money. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, I think it's fascinating. Why is it nobody wants to talk about that? It's the one thing that all of us need, food, oxygen, water, money, <laughs> All right. Love would be nice occasionally and, you know, sense of community, but nobody talks about money. Why is that? So that's what the book's going to be about. Not only that, is we're going to be getting into the weeds with all the little gotchas that come with wealth accumulation. Many of these mistakes, by the way, Julie and I were able to avoid because we've, all, we've always been in learning mode when it came to money stuff because we knew we were stupid. We knew we were ignorant. And so we always were uh, seeking out advice, never took, always were skeptics about anyone trying to sell us anything that had a dollar sign associated with it. And so from that experience of being naturally inquisitive, just curious really, um, over the, I mean, Julie and I have been married 27 years next year, and we have been in this mode ever since we got married. You guys know that when we were basically right out of college, we got married, and then we got our real estate licenses, and we sold 100 houses our first year in the business. And it wasn't like, but we bought a house. We started investing in real estate while we were still in college before we had real estate licenses. True story. You know, 280 East Jeffrey, those of you who live in 43214 can drive past it and wave at it for us. We should have kept it. <laughs> it was one of the only houses we sold that we shouldn't have sold. We should have kept it. But it had been a yeah, great round now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, drive by. And, oh, you drove by when you were there, Julie? Yeah, it doesn't take long to drive past it. It's really small. Yeah, it's tiny. I mean, how many square feet was yeah. that thing? 730? 736, yep. Good thing you and I were so skinny then. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that's our first guys, apartment so where what, if you where if you opened the refrigerator door it turned on the stove? <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, you want to tell a funny story? Let's tell our listeners a funny story. So when Julie and I first got married, we were 20 and 21. Julie was 20 and she couldn't even drink at our wedding, which was okay 
because I didn't have any money to buy a nice wedding for her. Yeah, saved us money. We couldn't afford the we couldn't afford the church where we got married. We couldn't afford to have the wedding in the church because it costs like three hundred bucks. So we had the wedding outside, basically by between the church and, and a graveyard. That's where we did. Now it was still pretty. I'm not saying it wasn't, but because it was a lot less money to do it outside. True story. So our, when we first got married again. We had no money. Matter of fact, we had less than no money. We were like fifty thousand in debt from student loans. I'd gone to some expensive schools. You know, we paid them all off as soon as we got our real estate licenses. But again, that's a different story. So we had this first apartment when we first got married, and I remember it really well. Um, and it, we had these. Uh, we went to adopt one cat. We went to the Humane Society, and they were doing. And we went there. We wanted to get one cat, and they were having like a two for one sale or a three for one sale. I don't remember what it was. And we ended up. How many cats did we end up with, Julie? You well, had a cat had that you brought with you. I already had my cat that came with, and then we got three from that. I guess it must have been a three for one dealer. <laughs> Buy one, yeah. get two for so three. Had, I don't know. Crazy. So we had these four. We, we were so broke we got married. The check that Julie wrote to the Humane Society for like forty bucks bounced for those stupid yeah. cats. True story. We ended up paying it back, obviously, but still, I mean, this was forever ago. We can kind of look back, and I hope you guys are looking back and being nostalgic on your past as well because it kind of, like, gives you a benchmark for where you've been and to where you are. Um, so, yeah, Julie brings up the oven thing. So, these, you know, the refrigerator gets open, the uh, oven gets turned on, and Julie and I go someplace. We didn't realize, I mean, we were, you know, young and dumb and didn't know anything, never had a gas range. The gas was on. We left the house. These four little kittens were in the house. And so we come home. Now, you guys are thinking, I'm going to tell you something grotesque. I'm not. When we come home, and this was in the summer, by the way, and there was no air conditioning There's in no this apartment. no air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, no air conditioning. So we come home, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen what a hot cat looks like, but, I mean, it was hilarious. These they cats pant. were like – I never knew that. They pant. They were wiped out. They were and we couldn't figure out, why is the house so hot? Why is the condo so hot? So Jules' dad uh, came over and basically, you know, he was a, he's a physicist. He's a, he was a physics teacher, right? And so he went through the house very methodically and quickly figured out that, you know, dumb Tim and Julie left the oven on. <laughs> yeah, they were heating the whole place. It was already 90 yeah. degrees outside when we left. These poor cats. Yeah. So, yep. so anyway, hey, I Julie, have a I just, car on my legs another, to this day, yeah, when uh, the we got another email. came over and we had to smuggle them, but go ahead. I we got another email. I want to read this real quick because it, it's relevant yep. to what we're talking about today. It just came in. Uh, hi, Tim and Julie. Actually, can you read it, Julie? It's from Kim. Uh, let me just make sure. Yes, I see that. And I read uh, it. It's fine. Hi, Tim go and ahead. Julie. Lo- uh, love the podcast. Love the coaching. I'm all in and really trying to not check out for the holidays. It's going not quite as well as I'd like, but it's going. Y'all keep me motivated. I just have to remember to turn it on while I'm working so I don't just stop working. So I'm thankful for you both. I hope you both had an amazing Thanksgiving. I haven't received any books. Of course, I've only been a member for not even a month, maybe. I love Napoleon Hill. I read it last year for the first time and carried it around for me, with me for months to refer back. Again, I appreciate you. I became a grandmother for the first time the day after Thanksgiving, so congratulations. That's awesome. So I'm on my way to Connecticut to meet my grandson. No worries. I have your podcast on my phone, and my alarm goes off to call for the coaching. That's from Kim Visioni, I think is right, from Arlington, Texas, thus the y'all. So congratulations, Kim, Kim, to meet that grandson. That's great. Yes, it is, and it's wonderful. And Kim – our, actually, back in 2014, it was on January 1st that Zoe was born. So 
Holiday Babies are Extra Special. So you, uh, your books, the books are all available for you on the website. Just log in and download them if you have any. And this goes for all Premier Coaching members. If you guys need any help, just email help at timandjulieharris.com, and we have a customer service team that will help you right away. Or you can just go to the uh, website, and you can just chat them, and usually Ann or Christine will take care of you right away. That's where all the books live. They're all digital. You can download them. And we did it that way because a lot of people, like sounds like you, read things on iPhones and iPads anymore versus printed books. The printed books we knew were just collecting dust. The digital books we could tell were getting read because when you guys read something digital, depending on what format we sent it to, we can actually tell how many pages it was read and all that good stuff. And you know, so we know that the digital stuff gets read. We know the other stuff collects dust. So we made everything digital. And yes, it's also because it was cheaper. But go to timandjulieharris.com, uh, Kim, and log in to your Premier Coaching uh, portal. Just hit the login at the top, and then you can go from there or just email customer service. All right, Julie, let's finish off where we left off with Napoleon Hill's yes. great points, unless you've got some other things. Actually, there's a lot of other comments on Facebook. I don't know if you want to read those or not. But, uh, just a I mean, couple of more quick points ones. Do we have? I okay. think we only have 15 on. So let's see. We had asked the question uh, this yeah. morning, what three things will you accomplish this week no matter what? Are they critical to accomplishing your goals? We ask that because we are in between holidays. We know. I mean, look at Kim's email. She's trying to stay focused, has an alarm set to stay focused. So what are the three things to accomplish just this week, no matter what, that are related to accomplishing your goals? Stephen Young wrote back, two listing appointments, workout program with intermittent fasting, and making those phone calls absolutely critical to accomplishing my goals. And Gail DeFeo Doherty wrote, make voice contact with a very specific prospective listing, get my pre-listing package done, and, I like this part, RSVP no to all office, quote, training. I got no time for that. So I appreciate those comments. Also, there were two or three referrals that were snapped up this morning from that private Facebook page, just one of the many benefits that our Premier Coaching members get when they become part of the coaching family with us. So, uh, and lots more cool stuff on Facebook. You guys can check that out. And we'll go back to Napoleon and round out his 17 success points for you to not just listen to, but implement. So number 15 is maintenance of sound health. Well, that ties right into our TFW challenge. He wrote, maintain sound health. To maintain a positive mental attitude and develop a healthy mind and body, you must conquer fear and anxiety. Anything that affects your physical health also affects your mental health. A positive mental attitude is the most important quality for sound mental and physical health. Exercise produces both physical and mental buoyancy. It clears sluggishness and dullness from body and mind. If you haven't the willpower to keep your physical body in repair, you lack the power of will to maintain a positive mental attitude in other important circumstances that control your life. That is so critical for you guys to understand and maintain. So that's part of the reason we did the 1010 challenge, not just 10 listings, but we know it is a proven fact that when you are physically in good shape, you are also fiscally in good shape. It is related. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? Um, I wish it wasn't true what you just said. That's really where I want to add to it. I wish it wasn't true. Stupid orange theory, Honestly. anyway. I mean, I, I, but yeah, stupid orange theory. I hate it. I mean, but I'm at the point, and so are you, my love, where basically you can't get away with not getting enough sleep. You can't get away with having the second glass of wine at night. You can't get away with having, you know, too much stuff, you know, mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. You know, those days are way behind us. And the older you get, 
And these are things that people told me when I was younger, but I didn't necessarily listen. And for those of you who are younger than us, I hope you're listening better than we did. Your body really does change, and you have to aggressively TFW, you know, total effing war against your bodies, in, you know, because your body's going to lead the way to other forms of apathy. Your mind, your, you know, your finances, your sexuality, your relationships with other people, your everything. So as soon as you basically allow your body to degrade, get fat, you are going to basically see other, other aspects of your life degrading as well. And like I said, I hate that. It's just is what it is. It's called getting older. But you can do things about it. You know, you lots of things you can do. Go to your doctor, talk about hormones. Men, go to the doctor, talk about testosterone. Uh, go to join Orange Theory like Jules and I did. It really does work. Um, you know, all kinds of things you can do that you can add to your life that will enhance your life. So we had, we've been talking about Orange Theory now. <laughs> I swear we need to be sponsored by those folks. But um, we've been talking about it since what, Julie? September, basically, when we joined. Yep. And we've received emails from folks who've re- that have joined Orange Theory or other similar places and have lost weight. And here's the other thing. Our hidden agenda not only was to get you guys in great physical shape because basically you know, the body is going to uh, lead the way, generally speaking, the actions you take going to the gym. You're going to see yourself doing something you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it. You know, when Julie and I are at Orange Theory, it's not the people that look like us that I'm really kind of, you know, encouraging and proud of. It's the people that are really, really overweight that I see at Orange Theory that are trying to get their lives back in order. Those are the people that I always kind of seek out. And Julie does the same thing to sort of encourage. Just little hand slaps, and that was awesome, and just little silly things. But it makes a huge difference. You can tell because they keep on coming back. I mean, Julie, that's how we naturally are. And a lot of you guys are the same way. You like to help other people. It's our natural, it is our natural state of being. But, you know, here's the thing with regards to going to these places. You get to know people. And the nice thing about Orange Theory is that it's a group thing, right? And you're in the group, generally speaking, with the same people or mostly the same people. Guess what? By accident, you're going to get real estate leads. By accident, you're going to make money while you're losing weight. So you see what our whole agenda there was? Not only to help you guys lose weight or you know, maybe gain weight if you're skinny and you wanted to gain muscle. Orange is good for that too. Um, but also get deals. Next point, Joy. Yes, that's it. It is all related. Next one is point number 16, budgeting time and money. Budget your time and your money. Tell me how you use your time and how you spend your money, and I will tell you where and what you will be 10 years from now. Take regular inventory of yourself to learn how and where you are spending your time and money. The secret of getting things done is do it now. Time is too precious to be wasted on arguments and discontent. Some mistakes are able to be corrected except the mistake of wasting time. When time is gone, it is gone forever. So this ties together a lot of your previous points about people not talking about money. He says, you know, tell me where you're spending your time and how you spend your money, and I'll tell you where you're going to be 10 years from now. It really makes a lot of sense. So are you actually budgeting time and money? That's a huge introspection point for them to ruminate on especially this time of year. And I want to round out these points. I'm going to do number 17. This is a cosmic one. It's actually called Cosmic Habit Force. What is that? He wrote, use of cosmic habit force. It takes a habit to replace a habit. All of your successes and failures are results of habits that you formed. The orderliness of the world of natural laws gives evidence that they are under control of a universal plan. For every result, there is a cause and results are brought about through the use of cosmic habit force. First you create a habit, then it creates you. So I think really to translate uh, some of Napoleon's cosmic speak there is 
to realize that you're where you are today because of habits that you have formed, whether you consciously were forming them or not, isn't the issue. You are the result of those habits you've formed. So if you don't like where you're at, you've got to replace some of the bad with good, better habits. For example, bringing you back to the TFW challenge. If you're in the habit of going from deal to deal and feast and famine, well, you created that habit. We're trying to enforce upon you 10 listings at all times no matter what. You've got to get there in the first place. If you are 10 pounds overweight, it's because of bad habits. You want to lose 10, you're going to have to replace some of those habits. I think that's all he was talking about. He was just trying to relate it to looking at nature and in, in bigger picture things, that everything is ruled by these habits and things that you do daily result in where you are today. So back to you. And not all habits are – not all habits – Right. Not all habits would you readily identify, right? You're not going to say, I have the habit of. You just do it. Whatever you do, uh, even consciously or unconsciously, is, is basically a habit. Good habits, bad habits. The, and what happens is these habits, there's an accumulation effect of good habits and accumulation effect of bad habits. There's accumulation effect of, like, you know, just all kinds of different things that we do that over time. It's, here's an example. So I had an interesting email exchange with somebody the other day who was a little bit terse with me because you guys are real estate coaches and you should not be talking about weight loss. You should not be talking blah, blah, blah. Stay in your lane. Do not get out of your wheelhouse. da 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 and, okay, that's fine. You know, that's your stance. I get it. And then the reason was is because you – and this is the person. This was a guy, obviously. And he said to me, he said, it is, you know, a fact that humans gain weight they get the older they get, and this is normal for someone my age and da 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 He was – I appreciate it because whatever we had said or specifically something I had said, it offended him. And that was good because, generally speaking, on the other side of that is an opportunity for some interesting discussion. And I said, where – and this is the email – where does it show – where does it say one place on the Internet that you, we are all required? to get fatter as we get older because he thought that was a natural part of uh, of aging he literally believed that you know that oh the average person gains whatever it is two pounds three pounds five pounds i don't know what it is per year as they get older where is that where does it say that that's required what that is is the accumulation of decisions that you made of the of the habits that you have accumulated and the habits you've reinforced that have become your lifestyle. That's really basically all it is. And when I pointed that out to him, and you know, it was an interesting uh, experience for me because I uh, I was really surprised, frankly, that he was not able to see around what he believed to be true. So he believed that he had to, or it was normal for him to get fatter as he got older, because everyone he knew got fatter as they got older, right? And so when I showed him or helped him to understand that that was a uh, result of a series of choices or habits, uh, that really allowed us to then talk about some other things. And we then talked about what my favorite topic is, which is talking about money. And that's the reason I'm really excited about this new book, guys. So you know, we're, Julie and I are going to be dripping some more content ideas on you to see what resonates to make sure we're on track with something that you guys want to you know, participate in when the book is done. We're hoping to have it done by July, August, September of next year. So listen, uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich in the Real Estate Treasure Map. Those books are both available to you. 
right now, you need to be downloading both of these for free. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, you're going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So we've made it super easy for you. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and you're going to get uh, Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich for Real Estate. The for real estate part is what we added, content we added, stories and whatnot from you know trying to take his sometimes what might seem like obtuse points and, and make them a little bit more understandable and applicable for the sake of uh, you guys. And so that's what we've done in the book. So download that book. It's free. Download Real Estate Treasure Map. That is your 2018 fill-in-the-blank business plan. And it's not just a business plan like the ones that you guys have probably created in the past that have no value. This business plan is intentionally going to require you to think. It's not going to be something you're going to sit down in 10 seconds and burn through. It's going to go through all aspects of your uh, personal and business life with the goal that when you're completed with the business plan, with the real estate treasure map, you will have something that you cherish because for the first time, many of you for the first time, you have a sense of direction that will make it so that 2018 is your best year ever. So listen, guys, anytime you need us for anything, please feel free to email me, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.